2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms of supply. See McDonald's.com.
1: Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look takes. Almunia says. Knockout follows him. Almunia says again. And now what on the counter attack? Forestieri. I don't believe that.
3: Afternoon, everybody. Finishes 3-2 to Middlesbrough at home. Middlesbrough, who, as we know, hadn't won a game until last week against Southampton. But came out and started, in comparison to us, at a tempo that we did just didn't seem to decide to try to match. You know, by the 12th minute, we're 2-0 down, and you simply cannot afford to give a team 2-0 head starts and then decide you're going to try and play the game in the next 75 minutes and see what happens what did you make what did you make who do you think a finger should be pointed at and absolutely everybody who do you what's your opinion what do you think it doesn't matter if it's the if it's the owner the manager individual players I'm bleeding a lot of them. Whatever you think. You come on and let us know your thoughts, for good, for bad, or for indifferent, whichever. The first thing I absolutely have to do is take complete and utter umbrage with Justin, who should be enjoying himself on holiday, and instead sending me kind of hinkstered written messages during the game, and here he is. Hello. Justin, Hello. <laughs> you can't let it go, can I you?
2: can't let it go. Listen, you know Kellalonga. You know Kellalonga and Ibiza, so you know the beach. I do. I do. So on the beach, there's like a bar towards the back of the beach, which is like a circle. And it's the the, the chairs and the tables are all on sand. I'm sat there enjoying my beers. And I think, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch the football. And within 12 minutes, I was ordering more beers. And I was swearing. And people were looking at me thinking, who is this man swearing behind me? Yeah, watching it from here as I was, Massively underwhelmed. And I just wonder, is this season so far any improvement on where we were this time last season? I'm not so sure. I don't think it is. I think, you know, obviously a bit more spirit, a bit more coaching going on, but look at where we
3: are. This is just so poor. Yeah, but hey... Look around the beach. Look at the bars. Order more beers. (laughs) We we could we couldn't do that. Online speaking of everybody listening, (laughs) going. Yeah, that's never mind. Never mind. Uh, As long as you are having an okay holiday, that's a leaf that is that is basically the the silver lining. As is the Ryder Cup for anybody who cares to enjoy it. But there we go. All right, you sit with us I as, work, as yes. long as the beers don't 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 run nope. dry. We've got Rich. We've got Rich. We've got Wendover. We've got Charlie. Who we're going to be going to in that order, guys. So sit tight. And anybody else, you want to give us your opinion, your thoughts after that game? Good, bad, indifferent, whatever. Let us know what you think. I did turn, however, to to my son at one stage as the game was too all, and said. I bet Rich WFC, two is doing his crust at the moment because it was one of those games which I don't think you would have enjoyed
1: very much, Rich. there you go oh yeah yeah Yeah, no I was just (laughs) laughing what you were saying I I think I'm becoming immune to it now honestly it's really funny it's funny what Justin just said actually I was walking to the game with uh, my daughter today and we were just sort of having a little chin wag as you do and we're talking about the team and she said they are rubbish though dad aren't they I said they're a bit more likeable she said yeah I get that but they're still rubbish aren't they And, and I went you know what, girl, it's hard to argue. And there isn't a great deal to. What's the point? I just. I'm, words are failing me. You can point the fingers who you like. You have to point the finger at the coach. I'm sorry. You know, he's getting now regularly the team choices wrong. The, mo- the taking of Martins out of that team today was, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the worst decisions I've seen a Watford coach do in the last five, ten years. He's on form. He's been playing really well. Where at home. Remember that we're at home and we're playing against a Middlesbrough team that yeah had a little bit of a bounce but they're not they're still fragile and we've ended up making them look like Brazil in, at their height today. I have never seen anything like it. I've no idea what was going on. I don't know what the tactics were. I don't know what the plan was. I've never seen it. We had five people across the middle in midfield, allegedly. And yet I've never seen a team like Borough cut us through midfield like they did. I was just holding my head, just sitting there. just I couldn't believe what I was watching. And then up front, you've got Radovic, which, you know... I heard somebody unkindly call him Steve Butler and I'll get it now. I can see where they're going. Oh my goodness, the guy's a statue. What is he doing? He made Bayo look like bloody Alan Shearer at his height, you know, and we're getting them all to that. I, I, words are failing me and we've got two away games in the next six, seven days and then we've got an international break and we don't win away from home. Apparently, the captain tells us we're all a little bit afraid playing away. So it don't look good this time next week, does it, for the coach? Let's face it. And am I bothered? Because I agree with Justin. I don't, I, there's nothing enjoyable now. It, the couple, first couple of games was a little bit of a spark, something different. But Valerian and Ishmael has returned to tight. And he can't get a tune out of them. He hasn't got a clue what's going on and the squad is fed bare I don't know what you think but
3: wow was he guilty because obviously and I, I know there's going to be a couple of people who come on and I'm sure kind of shout the, the Martins comment that you made there was he trying to change shape because of the problems that he had at Leeds in the first half where ironically he didn't concede as many as we did obviously in the second half but he made the decision to change shape and in that shape can you accommodate Martins is that the reason why he did it and but what did we think of, what did we think of plan B
1: Pete, at the end of the day, you tell me another top club in any of the leagues that drops their best player when they're not out of form. They're playing well. You know, they, he is, without a shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. our best player. I'm sorry, you can't, there's nobody that can tell me we've got a better player at this moment in our team. And he's not on the pitch at the beginning. And trust me, Middlesbrough would have been very concerned about that and absolutely mm-hmm. delighted when they saw that he wasn't. I was chatting yeah, to somebody,
3: back, I was yeah. somebody at half-time, or rather in during the game, and, and their comment was quite right, which was, you've got to play into, into Raivic, you've got to play him, you've got to put the... The cross is in front of him. You've got to cross for a start. You've got to do that. And, of course, we're not playing with any players to cross. But without those things, we we come back to the question, which was last week, which was, has Ryovic got a change or have we got a change how we're playing for Ryovic? And after a week, it didn't feel like we'd really got the answer to that question.
1: No, and and the manager's gone on record all week about how they sat down and analysed the Leeds game and blah, blah, blah. And that's what we get. Pete with six games we've had at home this season. We have nine points from nine games. we've played nobody in the top nine apart from Leeds away. This team is in serious trouble, and the the quicker people wake up and realise that, the better but i don't see I don't see what the answer is now i don't we've got a, a squad that are you know just not good enough. The players are not good enough. Ryan Portis should be nowhere near the first team at the moment. I said it last week. He's out of form. He looks dreadful. The goalkeeper, wow. Game after game, he is costing us points. I'm sorry. They were terrible goals today. You know, he was poor. I mean, that last goal, he's dived before the kids even run through. And there's a kid up front that made Rykovich look nonsense. Now, there's a young lad up front who did more in that game than Rykovich did in the mm-hmm. In 45 minutes, it was dreadful, and this I can't think of a player that I'm thinking, oh, I had a, a half decent game today again. You know, it's just nonsense. But Martins comes on and livens it up a bit. You know, but he, it's a disgrace that he wasn't on that pitch. I'm sorry, it, it's it's appalling, and the team's in trouble. They're, 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 this is not a good Watford team. They are in real trouble. And, and if there's three worse teams than us, I don't think I've seen them at Vicarage Road yet, that's for sure. So, my goodness me, we're in, you know, we got a lot of problems, you know. God help us in the, in the next two games, because, I say, we might get a little bit frightened. But anyway. We'll see. Rich,
3: tremendous as ever. Thank you, sir. Do not scratch your own. Let's get across to let's get across to Wendover and and hear what his thoughts were. I saw some uh, some hand claps there for some of the bits that the Rich was saying. Are you in agreement there, Greg? One hundred
4: percent, mate. One hundred percent. You know, Rich has said many things I was going to say. That was just it was flat from the start. That we were all flat. The crowd was flat. And before we knew it, before we knew it, we were two nil down. Non-existent midfield non-existent. There was five of them there. There could have been 15 of them. You know what I mean, Pete? You know, mm-hmm. they. Ju- it was like a hot knife through butter in, in our midfield. I blame the recruitment. Uh, I think we all said in the summer we need a brute in midfield. We need a captain type in midfield that goes in with the odd... You know, a nasty bastard in midfield, and we haven't got one. It was just dreadful, absolute. Drajevic, whatever we want to mm-hmm. call him. If you're going to play that, you know, we wanted a nine. I think we've gone for the wrong style number nine for our system. I think we needed a, a powerful, fast number nine, uh, a Marlon King type that runs the channels. And But we haven't got that. We've got a Trevor Senior type number, t- type of number nine that that needs the ball really on... Cross is coming in and on his head because other than that I don't think you're going to get a lot out of him we don't cross the ball
3: enough I um, think we have to give Raivic and I'm not talking about this season I'm talking about over over the course of his Watford career however long that is the opportunity and the, the wherewithal to adapt to the game and adapt to his game but obviously we're talking about what we need at this moment in time because as has been, been said you know tonight in three games that's a point from three games now and it starts to look what one starts to look at and be concerned that plan B looks so out of kilter plan reverting to plan A yeah. certainly looks better especially if, if plan A involves uh, Matthias Martins on one side yeah. it, it seemed apart from one moment where he went in somewhat quiet and I, I was surprised at the substitutions yeah. I think you know it's fair to say we've given a lot of credit to Valerian Ishmael for trying to mix things up with with his substitutions this season but didn't really feel like that today. It felt like, you know, had, had was one of the forces, <laughs> the few forces for good. Ironically, I think Bio, with the exception of his blowing the ball once he'd taken it around the keeper in the first half, you know, again.
4: he did all right. He did all right. He put, he, did he, all put right.
3: In, he put in effort. He put in shift. He did the dirty work that, that we don't seem to be getting from Rybic. Yep. We've, we've said all the way through since he joined yeah. us, he doesn't seem to do very much other than score. And that's great when he scores but when we have three games and he hasn't then obviously he becomes by his very nature a passenger so it Became, yeah, he's, he's, it's, it's, do we change for him, or does he change for us? It's,
4: it's never gonna, he's never going to be a muscular type of quick nine powerhouse. That isn't what he is. He's a nine to cross the ball and, and a, a million quids. It's a million quids, and he's an asset to the squad if you have him on the bench. But and maybe bring him on. But today, not for me. Another one, not for me. Is probably in ability our best player in run loser well am I allowed to swear he can fuck off as far as I'm concerned because he doesn't want to be at Watford Football Club he can go away you know the midfield was just Awful today. I also agree with Rich. I like Portius. He's, he's he needs taken out, but he can't be taken out because we've got nobody else. And what did we all say in the summer? We need another cent, central defender in there to put competition on on. On the players that are in there, but we didn't get one. You blame the recruitment, Pete. You blame the recruitment, and I'm sorry. You know, I'm you know, I'm not a Geno Outman, but you gotta be pushed. Uh, pointing fingers at Gino I see bloody buyout up there again today whenever we lose and I see his face it annoys me he was all suited and booted today and looked like he was entertaining somebody what's he still doing around our club just I I think we've hit the lowest of the low today Pete I think we've hit the lowest of the low maybe we've got too much to go down but I agree with Rich we ain't gonna get any was it Tuesday or Wednesday night stadium the light un- un- night, yeah. yeah underneath the lights I've been there midweek when that stadium is rocking we have got no chance of getting anything there absolutely no chance thank heavens I'm not going got a weekend away with the lads at, C- at Cardiff next Saturday but I don't hold up a lot of hope Then we lose those two we're, we're probably in the bottom three going in- into the international break it-, it ain't good enough and I'm Pissed off, if I'm honest with you, absolutely pissed off today because that was abject. The first 20 minutes were abject. We came back, but Pete, we climbed a mountain. We climbed a mountain from 2-0 down, and then we go and let another one in. Sorry. Sorry, supporting Watford Football Club is bloody frustrating. And thank you for ruining another weekend. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, sorry,
3: them. I see what you mean. Look, nobody, you included, and I've said this time and time again, yeah. N- nobody supports Watford because we're wanting to count the number of pots that we all celebrate each year. Exactly. Yeah. For, for, for that, you can move to Surrey and support Manchester United, as most do, it seems, or at least you used to be able to. It's part and parcel of, uh, of the roller coaster. We get that. But the frustration is that many people have called and spoken about certain component parts of things that have been missing for quite some time. And you can be supportive or you can be critical of the regime. That's fine. I don't, you know, this is the place wherever you are come and say whatever you feel but you know looking at this moment in time you are as per one particular message that i saw which was actually i was entertained during that game they said but bloody frustrated mm. it looked to me like middlesbrough came to us and no disrespect to them they had johnny Hausen playing in the middle now, played John- well, Pete. Yeah, Johnny Housen was having his first testimonial when I was born, right? He's a good player. He's had good service at Leeds and Norwich. Yeah. And when, I, when we were chatting to Johnny from Borough Breakdown, he's a lovely guy, and I, I, I did it last year and said, go he's Johnny Housen, he's, had a, he's been a good servant, hasn't he? You know, kind of. And I said this year, you know, is he having his Indian summer? He said, Pete, he's had his Indian summer since we signed him four years ago. Yeah, I listened to it. I listened yeah. to it, mate. But, I listened to he, it. He's but- mid he's mid-30s, and he is playing at a tempo that Tom Bashir that Imran loser couldn't keep up with. And he's, and he's, you know, basically not long for his playing career to carry on. Um, with him, he might play for another couple of years because he's got it all in his head. Fair play to the boy. You know, Hausson is a great player, but we were nowhere near the tempo of them. They no, really? went 2-0 up and then they stopped playing. They yeah, trying to do yeah. it. They kind of sat back and gave, and we kind of got allowed back into the game uh, a, a yeah. little bit. And it was only when we actually kind of equalised that they almost seemed to go,
4: Oh, oh right, I'll well, try we, again we, now. We'll we better put yeah. That. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young yeah, Coburn yeah. up front is a raw 19-year-old uh, lad who puts himself about, who basically let... Porteous and Hoop know that he, and Sierra Alta in the first half, know that he'd been in a game. I would love to have seen that from Ryovic. The level of, yeah. you know, he looked like a kind of Ollie McBurney light, you know, kind but of. Something.
4: He's, he's more muscular than yeah, Ryovic, yeah, though, yeah. isn't he? Ryovic isn't that muscular type of big man. He's, he's quite, for a big man,
3: he's quite slight. I think you've got to be strong enough. I think a lot of it is in the mind. I think a lot of it is, yes, absolutely. Go, yeah, and work, yeah. go and work in the weight room and get used to it. But that's what he's going to have to do. It's what he's going to have to do to be in the position to score the goals. Well, but Peter, we, we've got to feed Peter, him. We've got to feed him. Go on. Peter, this midfield issue, though, mm. we brought in
4: Jake Livermore to be our experienced heads and hold it up in midfield. He can't even get on the bloody bench. And he isn't injured. So, then you've got to look at the recruitment again and say he's wasting up budget. I hear, oh, he's great in the dressing room. I'd be bloody good in the dressing room, but I can't play football for a toffee. Yeah? It's just not good enough. The recruitment, again, is not good enough. Another summer, the recruitment has not been good enough. And... It's not on. It's not on.
3: We can hear your
4: frustration, sir. We can hear your frustration. Just cause one, one quick <laughs> before on. I go. I bumped into a guy at uh, Leeds last week, and I bumped into him again today, and he's a regular listen- listener of your show, and I promise to give him a, a, a shout-out. Uh, his name is Matty, Matty Rance. Hey, so Matty. Uh, Please give Matty a shout-out
3: for me. <laughs> give him a shout-out. Yeah, we just what for fans here for crying out loud, giving people shout-outs. <laughs> Matty, lovely to hear from you. At any point you want to say something, please do. Greg, sir, go and have a... We're, Cheers, we're, mate. We're going to leave... An- Era of mystery around what tonight's takeaway is. Oh, you, you can't take a lead can you honestly but there we go there he goes you can all hear that, uh, that that greg as we all know highly positive highly supportive of the regime whenever he can be very frustrated let's go to charlie charlie thank you for waiting sir sorry to, to leave you there but obviously wendover's need to emote to the couch was big oh blimey how are you sir I hate to say, I
5: told you so, I think it's the fit. And I don't, I really am not taking any pleasure out of saying this, but I think there was a few of us and there's another man in the room that I n- need oh, to know. Oh, he'll,
3: he'll be coming on. He'll be coming on. No
5: um, doubt. I'm sorry to say that I've, I'm have i probably about 10 pages in front of Wendover because everything he's saying today, I was saying in August. That was disgraceful. The midfield, we might as well not, add had a fucking midfield. The borough just seemed to go through us. So, so easily. Mm. It was shocking. The only player I would give a pat on the back to today was Hoot. I thought if he hadn't been in the team, we'd have been even worse. I think we could have been a cricket score. I think we're talking about a plan B. What the fuck is the plan B? I don't think we know what the plan B is. If that's plan B today, then God help us. We just took shit all over the pitch. I think when Martins come on, for the first 10 minutes, he looked positive. He, he had a go, and he I know he clipped the bar towards the end. Yeah. But I think and when he brought Healy on with five minutes to go, I just chuckled because I thought, that poor bastard. He hasn't been able to get on, and now he's been given a chance at home against Borough. With what, five? Was it five minutes to go?
3: Yeah, it was five five minutes minutes plus the added on time. Yeah, I said
5: to my boy, what's the odds on us getting a penalty and him missing it? Which we had a bit of a giggle at. But I can't really say any more than what you guys have already said. It's just absolute shite. And for me, the blame has to be with Gino Pozzo because he employs the recruitment They've obviously offered the manager the wrong kind of players. The manager said he's turned three or four players down. God knows how shit they must have been if he'd have turned them down compared to what we've got. I think Luz has got to go in January. He clearly doesn't want to be at the club. I can count on one hand this season the amount of times I think he's done something good in the game. And like I said, lads, I think we're in danger of... Have we got enough to stay up? Yeah, we have. But will we do enough to stay up is another question, and I'm very concerned yeah. and Just one final point for a moment it's. That ridiculous at Watford at the moment that the manager will probably get the sack by the end of next week.
3: I was going to I was going to ask a couple of questions and first, first thing, Charlie. That's you're absolutely right. Give credit where credit's due because after the the West Brom one all, you came on and you said because we were talking about what we'd said previously and we'd said about they didn't look coached previously and under Valerian we thought they had done. You're absolutely right since that. Uh, to a certain extent, absolutely, that West Brom game, Leeds last week and then this week, it did look a lot less, it, it looked more rudderless than it has done. And you absolutely called it. You you mentioned in the the manager's position, and it's, it's been a great delight not to mention the manager's position, but I think you're absolutely right. At the end of next week, we were talking about Sunderland away and then Cardiff away. Are we a couple of weeks away from one of those international breaks again?
5: I think we, I hope we go up to Sunderland, and we at least get a point up there. And, you know, I mean, I'll be the first to come on here on Tuesday night. Can you hear me still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You know, I hope we can go up there and we'll get something. And if we play well and we win, I'll come on here and you know, invite like all fickle football fans, I'll be singing their praises again. I'll, but
3: be, I'll be happy to be equally shallow on the other side
5: absolutely. for you.
3: No
5: <laughs> So, but this is how daft it is. At what point? are we going to get it in our heads, some of us? And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. No, 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 way, no, no. I'm happy to hear this. Go on, follow it's it. so, But at what point are we always going to look at the manager and say, yeah, get him out? Because we're just going around. And, it's like watching a hamster on a wheel. We're just not getting anywhere. And... Don't get me wrong. There's been a few managers that I think Gino's got it right. Get rid. Yeah. But there's been a couple of daft ones in there and this Ishmael, I like the sound of him. He obviously doesn't put up with any shit in the dressing room. He's not afraid to drop players out of the team and get them off the bench if they're late for training and whatever else that that goes on. Uh So that side of it, I think he he could become not a Sir Alex Ferguson in the way of we're going to win loads of trophies, but a Sir Alex Ferguson in the way that people will know where the boundaries are and they will not cross the line. And if they do, they'll be out of the club. That's what we need. And unfortunately, we all talk to people that have got connections or heard rooms. I don't think Gino will ever want a manager to have that much influence. I think he is a bit of a, a control freak. I think he's probably interfering more than he should. And at what, you know, at what point are we going to all wake up and realize that for all the good the Pozzos have done, I think their time is up. I I just think we're now rotten to the core. I don't think Gino's running the club how It should be run. The recruitment, as we're all now waking up to, has been appalling. And like I keep saying, if Hoot, God forbid, or Potty, God forbid, have a long-term injury, then we are really in the shit.
3: No, I'm absolutely on board with so much of that. It's frightening in terms of the not looking towards the manager, the opportunities there, you know, despite what's happened, besides despite talking about what's coached, I, I agree with you. I agree. I think the, unfortunately, Ron's not here, we, but we've mentioned this phrase beforehand about saying we, over, you know, we overly bloated previously, but have we gone too far the other way? And it just doesn't feel like, you know, when we look at the centre-backs, we saw today with, you know, okay, we changed the shape to try to kind of accommodate that, which ended up taking out our, singularly our best attacking out. Outlet, shall we say, if we, if we don't call him attacking, the only attacking threat, the only attacking outlet to be able to get that ball out and go and do what he does in Martin. So we changed the shape to try to do something. We talked about plan A and plan B earlier on. Up until this point, for me, plan B and plan C had been, for example, changing the fullback from, you know, Angakia. Into Ryan Andrews because they both play that sort of differently, and it gives you a different attacking option, but not necessarily changing the the the, the shape completely. It, it looked out of sorts, but all very good, all very good. Uh, if you come here on Tuesday, you'll be on your own because the game's on Wednesday. But <laughs> But absolutely, come back and hopefully we can pick over the uh, pick over the ashes of a one or two or an eight nil away win at the Stadium of Light and see what we can see. But mate, i will take a <laughs> an own goal off the goalkeeper's backside, and we will win one nil at the moment. Uh, so yeah, we would have that that would be certainly something
0: hi this is damon laffro and
1: you're listening to the do not scratch your eyes podcast
2: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: One other thing, and then we're going to come to you, Pitch. What did we make of, because for me today, the game came down to, and you used the phrase like a knife through butter, couldn't agree with you more. And it seemed to go through the midfield and through the back line like it wasn't there. But we only had an opposition with three shots on target and we've conceded three goals. Now, I didn't see the first half goals that that I saw the second half goal and Rich said he, he went down in installments when Coburn went through in the second half. What did you make of, of Backman's more all-round performance other than just the goals? Do you know, this is a bit of a tough one because he didn't have much protection today, did he? But,
5: <sighs> do you know, we probably all noticed that his, his right knee seems to be heavily bandaged all the time. Mm. Is he 100% fit? He's clearly got a problem with the knee. I'm not trying to no, no, defend play. No, no. But how, do I, how can you rate him today? I, that's a tough one, Peter. I would just say that if we had a goalkeeper with a bit more fire in his belly in the right way, a bit more of a, let's say, a rollicking that Peter Schmeichel would perhaps give his back four back in the day.
3: Oh, right, yeah, yeah.
5: Um, I just don't know whether he's got that influence over the team as a captain and even over a back four. He just doesn't seem to be he likes flapping his arms about a lot but what he says i don't know but it doesn't seem to do the team any good let's put it that way i mean i would rate him the same as everybody else five out of ten apart from who i would give a seven or an eight out of ten i thought he he covered a lot of ground covered a lot of people when they're out of position Mm -hmm. apart from him i'd give everybody else a generous five out of ten purely because they managed to get it back to two all and had a little bit of fight in them for a little while but then it all went south again
3: very good. No, I think that's all. I think that's all very balanced. I think he was unfortunate with that. Certainly, in this, in that third goal was a breakaway. It's a one-on-one. You know, as with Bio's goal, it can go through the keeper. You know, and it's one of those things. But I, I was, I was quite pleased. I know it sounds ridiculous, but the things that we would always shout about Dan Backman was, you know, he was a good shot stopper. I don't think that's ever changed. He's, he's conceded three today. We get that, but his handling in the air was actually pretty good. And it was one of those games where we. You know, weren't having kind of a harem scare him on the deck. You know, with the with the ball at his feet. I think it was just kind of unfortunate. But there we go, Charlie. Sir, great call as ever. Thank you very much in Thank joining you. for joining Cheers us. Have, have a good rest of the weekend, and and let's fingers crossed that the rider Cup carries on in the way it has been. That's very nice. Let's get to Pitch. Pitch, we haven't spoken to you in a while, mate. How you doing?
0: Hello, mate. Yeah, thanks for letting us on, mate. Yeah, just just one quick thing. Just one quick thing. Wendover says he couldn't play for Toffee. On the evidence of them shocking performance against the scum, he'll probably walk straight in it side anyway but well look the positives that uh, the positive out of the way obviously is the fact that we they showed a bit of character getting back into it but like a couple of the lads already said that you know they invited us on to come back but you know look we got to 2-2 but you know we're averaging two goals a game at the moment but we seem to be averaging three goals conceding and the thing is that every single game we've got two errors in us and it's oh it's just so frustrating because you could see what Barry wants to play how he wants to play, but, you know, when are we going to stop blaming? There's still people doing it. When are we going to stop blaming the manager? Because these players, if they're playing 110% every single game, then we can stay tactics or the teams are better or something like that. The the players have got to start playing a bit better, and uh, especially the back three. Okay, you can have an argument with certainly that there's no midfield there. I didn't realise we had a midfield until 20 minutes in, but... I thought this was going to be an upgrade, Hoot and Porteous, but you know from the start of last season. But they are woefully out of form. Hoot was a lot better today, but Porteous—I've been a big fan of Porteous, and he was really poor today, which was really surprised me. But yeah, he's got to change quickly, and and it's not—and I'm not calling for the manager because I think we need to stick with him. I really do. But like a lot of people are saying, international break, I fear for him because we don't get a result. In the next few games, then international break is uh, a bit worrying for him, shall we say?
3: Absolutely. And I don't think anybody here is blaming the manager. I mean, I think people will look at it and say, of course. you know, uh, yeah, obviously one remembers QPR previously. It feels like it was in black and white now. It was that long ago. And you looked at the team and saw how conjoined and gelled together it was and how cohesive it was. And that seems to have been going slowly backwards. And of course we've heard various things about Hamer is the latest one we've heard about, you know, a loser. And of course, on top of all of the stories about player power or, you know, kind of dissatisfaction and and influence at the training ground, those are kind of worrying things to come out. And it was the first time where I heard people around me today start asking, Oh blimey! If he has two results, how's that going? How's that going to look? And talking about the international, break. yeah, so, I, I agree. It's gr- It's been great here. Not talking about oh, how long do we think Gina's yeah. going to give him? But at, at the Q and A, he was asked directly the question: If after ten games, Valerian's got sixteen points, yeah, has got sixteen points, will you confirm that you won't be firing him? Because that was obviously the direct comparison to Rob Edwards. Yeah,
0: of course. And, yeah,
3: and he wouldn't. Yeah. And he wouldn't. He yeah, went, no. I
0: was, well, the yeah. thing is, as well, there's an in a, a interesting article Andrew French has just posted up, and I've been reading it, that you know the players signed up for like you're saying with Hamer and Loser, if they yeah. behaved and actually turned up for training on time, then he wouldn't actually enforce these rules. They're not kids, but they need to they've all signed up for these rules, apparently. So you know, it's not like Frank Lampard where he had a list of different like a thousand pounds for arriving late for a press call or whatever. You know, you know, everyone saw those sort of lists that he had. It's our leader. Bloody hell, what do they expect if you turn up late? What are you expecting to do? Shake her hand and say, oh, well, yeah, in you go, mate. Don't worry. No, I think – You know, mate, you've got to have I a level think, of
3: discipline. I think everybody supports that whole that whole approach. Just going back to Porteous. Yeah, time. of course. Portis's yeah. game, game seemed to have gone off at the boil a little bit for me from around the Coventry game. When he kind of, that that third, if you remember the third goal where he kind of went to ground and he did it again today, whenever he makes a, and he's one of those, you know, blood and thunder defenders who gets himself in a way, he he prides himself on his defensive interventions for want of a better phrase, but he's taken to kind of lying down afterwards a little bit and being a little bit hurt and being kind of, am I getting anything here sort of thing. You played centre-back. What qualities would you want to give Porteous to turn him back into Porteous at the start of the season and that we saw at the end of last season?
0: Right, I'll do two things. I'll do that as well, but also back when, I think it was Charlie who said it before, that, you know, he's all right flapping his flapping his arms up, but the first thing he's got to do, the thing is he's got, to, he's got to do as a goalkeeper, you've got to ask first of your defence, why the hell am I trying to save shots? I shouldn't be doing that. If you guys were doing your job, I shouldn't cool. be saving shots. So you should be commanding that a bit more and no I don't think they respect yeah. him as much as it. Is. Yeah. Never. Also, in front of Porteous, we need to set a centre midfielder that can actually play centre midfield. Because with Sirriata, he sits back way too much. It must be the way they're telling him because they play, he, they play almost like a back three when he sits. We need someone like Livermore. I know Livermore's not exactly stubborn. Jesus, we need someone with a bit of experience just to sit there, not do anything else, sit there, break up play, and give it to players that can actually play. Um, that'll probably help him as well because our midfield is woke. Fully exposing a back line. us it's probably go, just going back to basics. He must be kicking himself. You know, he's an old school defender. He's a more of an old school defender. Mm-hmm. And he must be really kicking himself because he's obviously getting, there's no direction coming from the behind him from Backman and there's no cover going from the front of him. So I think that's in his defense. I think he's getting woefully exposed and I think he's trying to do too much and he, he he's looking from the outside, looking in, it's looking like he's causing so, so much chaos because he's trying to t- put out too many fires. I think if he just sticks to his principles and stays to a certain position rather than um, trying to do too much work, then it'd probably help him. I think he's probably trying to do too much. And it's coming off like he's out of position too much. I think that's what probably what's happening.
3: So kind of back to He's basics, pushing up
0: when he should be. Yeah, that's it. Just sitting there. They've got the, you know, like uh, we've all played football and they thought, sort of, right, look, don't commit yourself, just sit there and do your job, kick and head the ball. You know, don't worry about what he's doing if it, if we fuck up, you know, it's his fault. Just do what you're supposed to be doing. I think that's what they'll need to start doing with a couple of them, because I think like like I think uh, Tommy Mooney said on the I've live, he's saying too many individuals um near the end which we scarily we saw last season too much near the end. I don't think it's going to turn into that. And I do think if we show a bit of attitude, we can get something at Sunderland, but I think that could be just wishful thinking. I could be sound a bit deluded with that, but... No! <laughs> you know I think, yeah.
3: Hey, if you weren't deluded, you won't be supporting Watford, and I wouldn't talk to you, so there you go. Good, true, mate.
0: Good, good job. Good, deluded, good, good job.
3: <laughs> there's there's Pidge, the bro- brother in deludement with me. I don't even think deludement is a word, but what the hell. Final question for you, sir. Final question. Yes. We've looked at the back end of the pitch. What have we got to do with Ryovich to make him effective? Or what do we have to do for Raivich to make him more effective?
0: I think it might have been Wendover said this. He looks static. What? Oh, someone else said he looks like Steve Butler. I thought that was hilarious because I remember Butler vaguely. <laughs> yeah. We ate you butler and all that sort of stuff. Firstly, we need to give him better service. We need to play to his strengths if we're going to sign players like that which I know one or two people said are not an Ismail type of signing for the system he plays then we've got to play to his strengths so, okay not exactly who fit left right and centre to his head all the time but say to him look your job is to be in the box At uh, be in the box we will put the we will put the service here, and the service needs to be a lot better than what's happening at the moment we are trying but we've said that plenty of times I think that's what's going to make that's what's going to happen we need to We need to play too not. He cannot run uh, 100 metres in nine seconds. So we know that ain't going to happen. So we know that he needs to be in the box. And He's a goal poacher. So what best to do it? Make sure he's in the six-yard box and start putting some decent service into him. I think that's the only other thing we need to do. Just be a bit more clever in how we um, deliver the ball into the um, box.
3: Fantastic, fantastic, and a fantastic segue. But into a sad piece of news is that, and but I'm going to ask you for a task. If you would, if you would, Pidge, I read recently or today, Nigel Callahan, who's who basically put on Facebook, yeah. his mother is suffering from dementia, and it's obviously a dreadful disease, and it's obviously very much affecting him. So please do pass on all Watford fans' best best wishes for both his mum, but also for his mental health, because we know that these, you know, this massively. Affects Affects not only the person who is directly suffering, but from the indirect family members is such a terrible disease and, and situation to handle. So, do pass on all of our love, sir.
0: Yeah, I will do, mate. I've spoke to him the other day. I'm not, I know Pete, some people know more than I do, but yeah, bless him. I mean, Anne's just been diagnosed with that as well, oh. so I messaged him and said, you know, our thoughts are with his mum. His mum's his world. Bless him. I know. yeah. With Callie, and you know, he tried to do his. He tried to do his DJ set and. mate you know just look after your mum no one's going to think any less of you you know just just sort yourself out obviously make sure your mum's all safe and then you know, get on with whatever you need to do. But yeah, I'll pass it on to him tonight, mate. Thank Definitely. You,
3: mate. Thank you, mate. And anybody who, if you don't remember Nigel Callahan, core cool, Blimey, just Google and enjoy. What a player. And what a player who would provide the kind of service that somebody like Ryovic would absolutely thrive on. Appreciate that. that was an awkward segue, but what the heck. Gary, I can see you there, sir. Sorry, I was going to come to you earlier on, but you, know, you dropped out, you're there. I will come to you straight after I've gone to Mr. Neil Silverstein, sir. How are we Hello, doing? B. How are you doing, mate?
6: I'm damp. I must admit, I have seen nothing of today's game other than what my Bet365 account was telling me. So somewhat blind to it. Other things on today. But talk about Callie, yeah, what a player. I remember seeing him play at Garston Park after, I think he'd made his debut, which was quite some game or some performance from him. And you're absolutely right. That is exactly the sort of left foot that we need, right? Imagine putting him out there now.
3: Yeah, no, I think if I remember rightly, I think once he was playing for the, either for the youth team, reserve team, or indeed the first team, I'm I'm pretty sure Graham Taylor told him off for playing in the park on occasions for fear of him getting injured. But he was, he, I think he loved the game. I think he just loved the game. So, yeah, absolutely. What a player and what a sad story, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure.
6: and you know, the, the love of the game, you just wonder how many of the current team do have that, right? I think mean, just to pick up on Piggy's point and mm-hmm. I think Greg as well, the, the debacle we've got and, you know, Talk about Porteous. For me, you said about the last-minute you know, sliding tackle. I actually kind of hate to see that because it normally means that they're out of position and they're covering. For me, the best defenders are the calm, collected, you know, Cleland coming off the pitch without any mud on him because he knew how to position himself or where to position himself. Read the game, was calm and collected. Whilst it kind of does get the fans going, it always scares me because you've got someone that's, it's out, say, out of position or covering for somebody that's not there. So it's never a good sign to see a player that constantly goes to ground. So apologies, sat now telling me where to go because I've got no idea where I'm going.
3: Um, <laughs> ah, yeah. If you end up on the bus lane at Birmingham, then uh, I'm sure Wendover will, will come to your aid.
6: To be fair, I'll be fucked because I'm in Manchester, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it, 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 I think Pete said it. It's you know we're playing square pegs in, in round holes. So with Elsa playing in, the, in that defensive midfield covering mm. position. I think the fact that he's he, he gives some things, and I, I've been quite impressed with the way that he's played in that role. And I think statistically up until the Birmingham game, it was really positive in his favour. But I think the creaks and the cracks are beginning to show. And, you know, that's leaving the defence exposed. And, and that's why you've got the light supporters making those last ditch challenges. And I think for me, Backman, has, and any goalkeeper actually, I won't pick on Dan, any goalkeeper has the whole game in front of them. I think some of the best goalkeepers that I've seen, they are clear with their communication. They organize their defense. That's their, for me, that's always their primary role because if they organize their defense, they don't need to be the best shot stopper. Yep. They don't need to be the best distributor of the ball because they prevent the, the, the opposition from having a shot. And for me, the, our defensive frailties are a combination of those two factors. And, yeah, square pegs in round holes. Recruitment, we're recruiting on a budget, which means we're not able to get what we want. We get what we can afford. I think they've probably, as you said, really, really slimmed down the wage bill. And the consequence is we don't have enough bodies. I don't think we've got enough bodies anywhere across the pitch. We don't have an alternative goalkeeper. We don't have viable cover in the centre of the defence. We don't have options up front. That's a pretty worrying place to be. All right as i said i think you know i've probably been saying it for a year now we've had individual if you like unpolished diamonds that can turn a game with a moment of brilliance just need a defence that keeps us in the game to give them that chance and you know hope that the one in four one in five games that they deliver we get something it's just not happening All right so i'm completely i've gone back to my completely detached of emotion about watford football club because it's exactly as we said. You know, Gino is a narcissist. He controls it. He decides what goes on. You know, at your place, and you know, speak, you know, parlay Gino and all the rest of it. Yeah, that's lip service, right? Because show me what he has actually done that is different. He said a lot, and Scott said a lot, but the, what they have done is exactly the same. And they've been doing it for, like, five or six years. And I think Mr. Fincham summed it up really well last week and he's very eloquently put piece. But right. it's, a busted, it's a busted flush, right? What we're doing now, it, was, it used to be quite innovative. It's now actually behind the curve. And Gino is so stuck in his way, he believes that he knows better. And I'm afraid he's actually turning into a footballing dinosaur. And, and it worries me. And, you know, a friend of mine put in a chat, League One, here we come. Right, I really see that as a possibility because I can't see what's going to change.
3: There you go, everybody. There you go, Uh, Mr. Silverstein. Just looking at the everything that's happened and gone on this season, while safely navigating the highways and byways of the Greater Manchester area, I hope still and not Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, Uh, mate. No, absolutely. I think everybody has to look at this season and go, okay, this is where we are. We know that, you know, but also is this season to get to a position financially? And the, and the answer is, yeah. So I pop probably on mute mate. So I've got the background noise and the answer is, is yes. Cause it, it's not been done in any other way, shape or form to kind of, do anything other than kind of shore up the monies that are, you know, no longer there because the the millions from the Premier League are, are no longer there to kind of kind of fund us, and and therefore we are trying to become this kind of sustainable Championship model. So the question does turn to what are we going to do and how are we going to do it to try to, you know, what next? What's next for this? Or is, is this just a, is this just how we're going to go on? Is the plan to do something from, the, from an academy point of view to try to bring those around? You know, because if you look at, at, at teams like Middlesbrough, they've given young players, you know, an opportunity. Young uh, Coburn today has gone through and, and, and got the goal. They've got a number of young players there. And for the first time in a long time, I asked Johnny at Borough Breakdown, because he was talking about the team. And I said, would you be happy with that team in two years because you kind of can see the direction where it's going and they'll be two years older. They've got an average age of around 23 if you exclude Johnny Howson who's 104, bless him. You know, if you did that, what would you be? And you went... Yeah, because they'd be two years better on, and uh, yeah, he would be much better. And he'd be—you can see where they are. The question is, with our constant Mao's revolution-like kind of whole kind of modus operandi—is you can't, you wouldn't know who's going to be in charge on occasions in, in in the regime in two months, let alone in two years. Let alone the players who were there, let alone the cohesion, let alone the the manager to go come in and work with you know with a batch of younger players because you know he's going to be there. For example. Michael Carrick, until last week, was bottom of the table, had not won a game. And and they were saying, no, there, there were a few people. There will always be a few people who will turn around and say, then we've got to change because we haven't won. And we're all guilty of that to a certain extent. He said, but everybody knew exactly what he'd done and that he's now working with a younger squad, a different palette, but he can work with them. And, and you can see what he did with certain players last year. He can do that again. And I think we've got to get to the point whereby we as a club and we have a manager who is given the confidence to go in and do that, exactly as Charlie called out earlier on. It's not the manager. Let's get out of that, that, that phrase. He reprimanded me for asking the question. Quite right to. Because, no, that's not the way to go. Go on, mate.
6: You know, I was going to say, I, I I'd absolutely agree. The, the business model clearly at the moment is to reduce the cost. Okay, so that makes us viable. You've then got to look at how do you increase the top line, of the revenue. And that either comes from T V rights, are you getting the premiership? Mm-hmm. Unearthing diamonds, which is, you know, buy players with potential that develop and then you sell them for a profit. Or ticket sales. Ticket sales is absolutely insignificant in the grand scheme of things. So it's either going up the leagues to get the bigger
3: Oh, Neil, I think we've lost you there. We'll come back to Neil if he comes back in. Uh,
6: TV revenue
3: yeah no sorry neil you've just gone out you've just gone out of at uh, reception there mate sorry about that i think we've got your point though which is the fact that you know kind of you've got the the match day revenue which as you said dwarfs anything in in comparison to tv revenue and of course also player revenue you know bringing in the likes of yal pedro and moving him on for 30 million is is a good two or three years worth of match day revenue in and of itself so you know fair play there fair play